So gently bring yourself back to this space. And when you're ready, we're all here. Hi. And that, that is how you slow down time. That's how you, and that's, that's one of the, um, and I'm going to get a little bit more in, in, in depth and detail with that. But so one of the things that I want to talk about is, is, is I'm so in a, in a place of gratitude that I can have these, you know, these discussions and talks. And obviously, Avi and I talk like this about these kind of things, you know, all, all the time. And But it's really cool that when you can gather around and have people and you can just talk, you can converse. Um, but I will say this, you guys continue to come you're not going to have anyone else that you can have conversations with because no one else is going to understand what you're talking about. Um, because automatically that by default, you are, your, 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 your curiosity is bringing you to these other levels, these other vibrations. Um, and then you're going to have, then you're going to go back to these other flavors, these other, you know, um, situations. And you, one of the things you're going to find is that, for one, conversation is going to be super boring. Because here you're going to want to speak about, you know, things that are inspiring, things that are curious. And meanwhile, people are going to want to talk about drama. And if it's not about drama, it's about, you know, what have you done for me lately kind of deal. And it's just, or, or, the, or the, you know, negativity. You know, as I always continue to say, I mean, you know, people who, you know, come into work on Monday, they're like, ah, oh, I'm here and you hear some people on Friday saying, you know, as soon as they're getting into work on Friday, they're doing a countdown. Like, as soon as they get to work, they're like, oh, you know, eight more hours to go. It's like, holy smokes. Um, but that's where most people are at, right? For them, time is, is something that they're trying to uh, catch. And that's actually one of the things that I, I want to talk about. Um, and it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. So this is kind of self-indulgent on my part. I'm really talking about it so I can hear it. Test one, two, test one, two. So I can hear myself when I'm talking about it because time is something that I've always been um, fascinated with. Have, have any of you guys ever been kind of fascinated with time or have you ever thought about it or or is it just is it just me it can't be just me never have enough of it yeah it goes by too fast never have enough of it goes by too fast what about for you mm, right trying to yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> right 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 yeah you know it's i so i just f finished oh that's what I, I was actually, that's what I was going to, what I was going to do. I was going to read this thing to you, but it doesn't, no, that's all right. It doesn't want to open. But one of the things I was talking about is, you know, it, when it, so when it comes to, so time is, is, is a very interesting and fascinating aspect, especially when you start kind of really just calibrating what it's all about. Right. And so this discussion that I want to have with you um, today is not necessarily something that's going to be like, now you can go to Home Depot and use it. You know, it's, it's, it's not that type of conversation. However, this may be a conversation that, you know, you can take parts and pieces of it and be able to not only self-identify with how we can control time. And this is one of the things that, especially that I'm reading about a lot, is how we can slow it down. Actually, I just finished recording a talk with that. It's going to, you know, um, 
it's going to be on the podcast, but I didn't talk too much about it, not the way I'm going to talk about it now, which is to say that uh, there's no way, you know, informed that you can stop time. You stop it when you're dead, right? Um, that's one way to stop it. But there's another part, there's another aspect of time, and this is the part that really fascinates me, and I think we've talked a little bit about this, and actually I've been experimenting, and it has been working, which is oddly enough to say, is that I've just been, before going to bed, I've been saying, you know, I want to get up at 5. And, it, you know, and I typically have my alarm set for 5.15, and I'm winding up, getting up at 5.05, 5.13, 5.14, you know, and there's a few times that, you know, 5.15, I woke up. But then that leads me to, to um, kind of like say, what's going on? Like, how is it that I can just tell myself, wake up at 5 o'clock, you know, with no watch or no nothing, and then at, you know, according to a clock at, you know, 5, what, 10, I'm getting up. Now, there's something there, right? And we call this a biological clock. Right. And so, but what, what is a biological clock? So I started thinking that a biological clock is time created by our own biology inside of us. Therefore, so here it was, strap on your seatbelts. <laughs> um, I promise I'll come back. <laughs> but so then, so what happens is if, if time then is a biological kind of sequence inside of us, right? So then I'm considering, well, then, then, so then what am I other than the manifestation of time in form? So then time exists because I'm in form, because once I'm out of form, there's no more time for this form, right? I'm alive, form exists, I'm not, there's no such thing as time, right? We always talk about the soul as eternal, and even eternity is a form of time. It's a, just a continuation of a now time that just never stops. When we talk about past, logically, and we talk about present, and the way that I'm going to be talking about it here is not past like past life stuff, which is super cool, right? But rather, I'm going to be talking about past like what happened last week, last year, or 13 years ago, future, what's still not yet to come or arrive. And so the way that the Course refers to as, in, as to it in time, it calls it the function of time, is that we need time in order to heal. And that's why time exists. And once we heal then time no longer exists. One of the things that Eckhart talks about a lot, and I really have come to understand his teachings, and I, I feel that anyone who comes into Eckhart's books without an understanding before going to it will, un will read the book as a book based on he's writing about the now being in the present moment. But for me, it's, I'm really understanding his, his work because I can see what he's referring to now as I'm beginning to kind of understand the time and being in the present moment. And again, the eternal now, the now that just keeps on going on and on and on and on and on. But the interesting thing about, about time itself is that it exists because we don't know what's going to happen. So one of the things we talk about when it comes to time is that whatever's going to happen has already happened, right? So whatever's going to happen already happened. And so, but the reason why it happens is because we forgot it's going to happen which is the reason why it happens, which is why we need time, like a timestamp, you know? So you go to a timestamp and you say, at, you know, 11 o'clock we were here speaking, at 12 o'clock you guys were on your, in your car. Those are timestamps. But the reason why these timestamps exist is because an hour from now you don't know what you're going to do, logically. But an hour from now already happened, because an hour from now is nothing more than a, a now moment 
that is already there. And if we're eternal, then there's only one now, there's only one moment. There's everything's existing all at once at one given time. So when we take apart the idea of time, we never used our phones for an alarm. We never used, you know, clocks and, and, and all these other gadgets and stuff like that, right? All we did was we used nature. Nature was our time. It was our gauge. And our bodies would tell us, hey, it's time to eat or hey, it's time to go to sleep. You know, hey, it's, it's you know, it's getting cold, you know, or hey, it's getting warm and look at this is growing. And so that was our form of time. Time was very simple then, right? Because we, we it was like a dance. And it, and it was a dance that we were both, you know, all of us were, were in tune with at one time. You know, the, and it's the time of nature because nature's on a completely different time clock than we are. Nature actually extends time, again, by slowing it down, which is the reason why for me it's so important to understand now how is it that I can slow down time. They call this the, um, you know, one of the things they call it is, is, is called a flow state. So a flow state is, and we've all been in a flow state once or twice in our life or maybe even multiple times, and that's when time just disappears that you get into something and you're into it so much that it's just like, you know, like I might be writing something and then next thing you know, you know, hours pass and I'm like, whoa, you know, where was that? You know, where was I at? You know, and you're, that's a flow state. That's a, a fluid conscious state of kind of being out, but being in, right? So that's, that's that flow state, that consciousness state is a state that's really um, where actually people are beginning to study it and the effects that it has on the brain. Because there's actually parts in our brain that are actually meant to kind of like really just fuse both right and left hemispheres together to have this amazing synchronicity. It's almost like they say is that, you know, if you look at it too, if you look at the way the brain looks, right? I mean, it's equal, right? You got, they're not, one side is not bigger than the other. You know, as far as images, they don't look, I mean, they look exactly the same size. The universe created both left and right to be, you know, the same. And yet we use one side a lot more than we use the other, right? So we're using, um, you know, kind of like our left, uh, our, our left side, the, the linear to, to do all these things. Um, because time is actually, it's, it's time the way we've created it or the way we follow it is through a linear process you know, through checklists and I got to be here and I got to be there and I got to be there because there's some, because we've created now a structure, a box in which we have to, you know, be in certain places at certain times to do certain things because we have certain responsibilities. And so by disconnecting ourselves from, from nature, then we've decided, well, we need to create a different time because the time, nature's time doesn't work with, you know, I got to get to work time. So now we completely dismiss the time of, of, of nature. We self-created a new time. And the truth is, is that this new time is not, it's different from the biological time that we have inside of us. Instead, we're, you know, now we're just, everyone is dictating their time. They're taking their time and they're kind of giving it to us. And what's happening with that is that we're trying to chase something we can't find. We can't, not only can we not catch it, but we, we can never get caught up to it, so to speak, because time doesn't work that way. Time is not necessarily linear, like we imagine it to be. Time is, um, it's, it's, it's bendable, because, you know, how is it that, you know, an hour for you feels like an hour, but that hour for me only feels like 10 minutes. I mean, we're experiencing the same hour from 1 to 60, 
But yeah, for you, it feels like it's probably been two hours. And for me, it only feels like it's been 10 minutes. And so that in itself is saying that time is bendable, right? You, you can articulate it. It can do all these, these, these things if we then um, understand that it can be something that we can do. And once we come into that understanding of that, we can then slow it down. And the way, and that's, and the whole book of the now is what Eckhart was talking about. Eckhart, the book, Eckhart's book, the, the, the Power of Now, should have just been called um, the, eternal, the Eternal, you know, Moment or Slowing Down Time. And that's how you slow it down, by being in the, um, by being in this, in this now, in this moment. And so, and, and because of, for me, it's important to kind of slow it down because, because everything is so, 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 so fast. And I've been saying this a lot lately, maybe I need to stop saying it, that, um, you know, I always say life is short, you know, and that's because, you know, and I always say that it's that, you know, on your tombstone, you got birth and death, and then you got that stupid little line in between. And I always say that line should be bigger, but it's not. And that line in between is your experience. That line in between is your time, right? So the beginning date and end date is just, is just a, a time stamp. But what's in the middle with just a line is what you get to create. And so a lot of us live with just, you know, with this, um, with this idea of we have all the time in the world. You know, oh, yeah, I can wait till, you know, next year to do this or next year to do that. And that's when time actually goes against us. Because one of the things that we don't ever want to talk about is death or, or, or dying. We don't want to talk about it because it's depressing. But at the same time, that's just what we've imagined it to be when actually death is the creative aspect of life. Death is actually, you know, you can say which created which first, you know, did death create life or life create death or is it just the same thing, you know? And so you have to say almost that death is nothing more than a, you know, and probably like an airline ticket to another island, you know, and that's what it is. No, I can't confirm that. I, can, I only know it through my own you know, belief, my own feelings and my own experiences through um, whatever I, I experienced. But I love talking about this concept because what it does for me is that it really makes me look at not only how I'm spending my time, but what I choose to say with the time I have. And, and the peace that I um, go out of my way, so to speak, to create it in my life. Because I'm not promised, and I always excuse me, I'm not promised, you know, an hour from now or next i'm not and no one is and if, and if and if i can fully understand that then what i can do in this moment is just become the presence of who i am right and then who i am is 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 love in in here who i am is love but i but i always said that the manifestation that you see before you is the manifestation of time itself so things manifest into something else like you know you want to uh you know, abundance, and then, you know, you have abundance, you know, you, you're given something physical. I've always said that we are the manifestation of time, meaning that time and nature is, was a different way of, of, of creating another clock. So for nature, um, clock became form, because that's the way we gauge time also, by looking at things, right? You look at the shadow of a, of a, you know, of a tree or something, and you see that that's how. So form is, is so that form for me is is a which has always been interesting to me to say. Well, maybe f I'm the manifestation of time, and what 
better way for me to really believe that than to know that inside of me is a biological clock that I can say, okay, Chris, let's get up at five. And like at 505, I'm getting up. So then that tells me that there is some type of connection there that I don't fully understand, but I think it's intriguing. What happens is this, right? So when I said that, the, so when we talk about free will and this deals with time, is that we've, under this concept, again, this is just my understanding, my belief and my experiences, is that there is no, well, I'm going to say this first, there is no such thing as, as, as uh, free will, not the way that I see it, but I do believe that the free will you do have is how you experience or express the moment when it arises. You do have free will in how you react to anything that happens in the moment. But what's going to happen next week? Again, going back to the idea of time. What's going to happen next week already happened. What happened next week already happened. Because if you configure your blueprint from beginning to end, why would you leave next week out? Like if you're going to create a whole a blueprint, then you already have it all kind of figured out and pathed out, right? And so whatever's going to happen next week is going to happen. And so the only difference is how you react to when it happens. Now you can, you can, you can push it away or you can pull it forward. And so these things, when we say then, what, what's the fun of, of whatever's going to happen uh, next week? What's the fun in that? Well, the fun is in, is in experiencing it. The fun is in expressing when it arises. And this is why we're in form, is to express. And is to, uh, it's another way of, again, of remembering. Because what better way to remember something but to be reminded of the, of the fact that our time is limited in this physical body. Because time only affects the physical body. Time doesn't affect the soul. So then when it comes to the idea of, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, and this is why sometimes, sometimes, you know, we, we resist, you know, and we've all done that. You know, sometimes we resist things we, that we don't like. But the truth is, is that that resistance to what is happening is part of the blueprint that we said we wanted to experience. Awareness is the way to not only... Um, feel it before it comes but to be able to see the lesson in it without having to invest so much time and energy logically into why is this happening to me there's i've heard i've heard other i've heard other i've read other material that said that when you have a deja vu that means that you're on the right path like you're on you're on purpose I've, you know, and, and, and most, if you ever say this, and it's weird because everyone says the same thing. Whenever you have a deja vu, most people say, I felt like I've done this before. And most people say that. But why would everyone say the same exact thing? Well, just about. And that's because, yeah, it's, it's because you have. It's happened. And so those are the peaks and glimpses. I, I, I talk about the glitches. Those are the, the glitches that the ego can't cover up. And so then awareness kind of peeks through and then we're like, oh, because awareness will always give us these, um, these peaks that what this is, is nothing more than a, than a dream, You're right? And we're all kind of dreaming. I mean, I, I've been writing, you know, 30, 40, whatever thousand words on the idea that the concept that this is just nothing more than a dream, because then how can, you know, because a dream is, you know, we can all have different realities in a dream and we do 
You know, your reality is different from mine's and vice versa. Your experiences are different from mine's. And this is typically how it works in a dream where you can do almost anything and everything. And, and in truth, that's what we can do here and now within the confines of not only time, but the, 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 some of the linear programs. But even then, even then, you know, you can, you, you, because if you can slow down time, then what can't you do? Right? So it's funny because I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know where, anyway. <laughs> I, now, this is a while back. I don't know where it was, but I was, um, I was doing like, it was a class or something like this a while back. And I was doing a talk and I was just doing like this. And obviously I didn't have a mic then. And I was just doing a talk and I was just doing like this and I'll go like this and every now and then. And then I think I remember, and this was like the solo Oasis spot days or something, I don't know. Um, someone said, oh, can I see like the notes? And I'm like, yeah. And I just went like this because they were empty the whole time. Because <laughs> I had left them. <laughs> I wrote the notes, you know, one of those things where you prepare. And then, yeah, you just go there. And, you, and I was like, I was like, ah. But I still held them up to act like I still had them. And I didn't have anything. But this time I do. Um, but these are some of the key points that I got from, uh, that I want to extract from here, the function of, of the function of time. And one of the things that, um, this is a course on love. It is a course about you. And so one of the things, again, the Course in Miracles talks about is that no matter what it is that I say, whatever it is anyone else says, whatever it is your ego says, is that one of the biggest things to remember is that you, the story that you are writing for you is a story based on love. And that story is your story. And no one can take that away. Time can't take that away. Logic can't take it away. You know, anything linear cannot take it away. And so the important aspect of who you are in this moment as it continues to expand into multiple moments is, is love. Know that, you know, not only that this course is about that, but that's what all of you um, are all about. As I kind of mentioned just earlier, that time is a logical invention. It is a, a transition from what is, from what is here to what is there. You know, it's again, it's a measurement, right? And so that's what that is from what is here to what is there. And so everyone, you know, it's, you have to also look at the idea that, um, you know, what it is that we want to do in our life, you know, because when it comes to the idea, I mean, going to the, these funeral places, right? I mean, it's one of the really quick up wake up call and knowing that, you know, it's, um, you know, even when we went to a uh, buddy's service, you know, and that just was a, a reminder to like, you know, hey, it's, you know, your, your time is, is limited. And I, like I said, I'm a real, I'm a, I'm a huge fan in, in that, knowing that, that, you know, what am I choosing to experience? You know, and just all this garbage stuff, you know, again, you know, the ego wants to make stuff complicated. But the interesting thing, though, is this. And so how does the ego come into time, right? So we've talked about time, but we really haven't talked about the ego. Well, the ego is a, is a prankster. It's really funny because one of the things the ego doesn't like doing is being in the now. Because in the now, there is no time, right? In this presence, in this moment, when you're being, there is no time. And so the ego, not, again, not knowing what's what, doesn't like that. Because, you know, again, when you're in the flow state, when you're in the now, what's happening is that there's, there's like, a, a, like a union, but at the same time, a separation between form and non-form. But the ego requires form. It needs form. Without form, the ego doesn't exist. So then what the ego does, it says, well, let's think about the past, you know, last week, two years ago, 10 years ago. And that past will be my moment, my now. And that's how the ego operates. And so it takes the past 
into the moment. And so when you ask the ego, how do you stay in the now? The ego would say, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, my brother when he stole $500 from me 14 years ago. That's the ego's version of the now. So then what happens is um, once the ego figures out, which sometimes it takes a little bit longer than, than not, that it can't do anything about the 14 years ago, the ego is then going to go all the way to the front. It's going to go to the future and say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And next week I'm going to do this and do this and do that. And then the ego kind of figures out, well, hold on a second. I'm uncertain of what that's going to happen. So let me go back into the past and let me take some more past stuff and now let me bring it to the future. And so now when we're in the future, it still has calibrated ideas of the past of what it would have done in the past. Oh, maybe if I would have, you know, hid the $500 in a, in a cupboard, he wouldn't have found it. So now the eagles in the future are still taking all the information from, from the past. And so one of the things that the ego typically always does, it, it's, it plays that circle. You know, it's, uh, you know, I always say it's a cat chasing its tail. I don't know. Does a cat know that that tail is already on its body or not? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you think they would know and sometimes not because why would they chase it the way they do? But so that's what the, how the ego operates. It operates in that spectrum of I'm going to bring past stuff, past memories, past stuff that people did to me that I didn't like, and I'm going to just bring it to this moment. And then when I have and then I, this moment is, that's my moment. And then I'm going to bring it to the future and I'm going to alter it, even though you can't. And then I'm going to go back and get some more stuff. And I'm going to go forward and get some more stuff. And so are we ever in the present moment? And so, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, this whole space is built on that, right? This whole space is built on, on being present, on being in this moment. Uh, and so really that's... What it comes down to is that it's not about getting rid of the ego, but it's about being in the present moment with the ego. And it's kind of like, you know, doing one of these tap on the heads or, or calm down kind of thing. Time, I wrote here, time exists in the dream, which is kind of what I talked about earlier, that we're already there. Um, the ego concept of time is what, again, happened, uh, you know, years and, year, and years ago. Then it goes to the future. And so, and this is, oh, right, yeah, this is a good one. The ego uses guilt and time to keep you still safe, yet not going faster than before. So the ego uses the idea of guilt. And we've talked about that, right? We've talked about the ego's secret weapon is guilt, not fear. On the forefront, it'll always look like it's fear, but it's not, it's guilt. And so guilt is what keeps us from doing things. Guilt is what keeps us from expressing ourselves. Guilt is what keeps us going into the past, going into the present, into the future, and then doing all this other stuff. But when you look at who you are as a soul, the soul is, is guiltless. The soul doesn't know that. Guilt is, is nothing more than, than part of our DNA type structure that we, you know, again, is another requirement, or not a requirement, but a, but a, a, a dial that we needed when we were, you know, in the caveman days or whatever. All, a lot of the things that we have, a lot of the things that we carry over are things from these prehistoric days that was so completely radically changed from then to now that you know some of these things we feel that we don't need i mean you know uh, uh it was it uh fight or flight fight or flight back in the days was was serious it was like a saber tooth tiger that's no joke but nowadays fight or flight is a freaking interview i mean how can you compare a job interview to a to a thing with teeth as big as your head coming at you, you know? And so guilt is the same way. 
you know guilt was what we had to deal with at you know back in in in, in those eras in, in those in those times to enable us to be more aware because that's what guilt can do if we allow it to do it guilt can provide us with a certain level of awareness because guilt is nothing more than a part of our system a part of our mind a part of our body seeking to be corrected from an error that's happened in the past and so through awareness we can reconfigure guilt and amend it because if we feel guilty about something there's something within us that needs to be amended because why would you feel guilty about something i feel guilty about maybe um you know leaving johnny across the street or something like that right but there's a reason why that that exists right and so if i can understand the reason why that exists then i can recalibrate through my own awareness how to heal that so guilt is nothing more than a calling to heal something within and a lot of times that can be in most of the times i would say which is saying a lot and most of the same thing is that it typically deals with the traumatic event of our past and i mean past like as 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 a child and so typically that's where guilt stems from the the it's it stems from them or being with someone you know and i mean we've and av sees this a lot you know being in a, being in in relationships that are not conducive to the inspiration of their own growth right and so but we don't want to leave that relationship or we don't want to or you know as av has has said because uh, we feel guilty but yet when we are um but we, when we are expanding who we are within um that doesn't exist you know especially when you're doing it from love or out of love through love there's no there's no such uh you know the way i see it is that we 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 love and we are we love and we are aware at the level of awareness and love what we're at and so as we rise our awareness and we rise our love you know so will everything else we carry with us but what it will do is that it'll lose its its stamina but it doesn't mean that it's not there however we still need to address it so like the higher the higher or the more the more i expand my awareness there might be little trickles of guilt here and there but through the awareness i know that these are little things i gotta let go of because i cannot continue to expand my awareness by carrying little things of guilt you know you know what they say it's like one ant won't do anything to your to your finger but you know put a hundred on your finger and you can feel it you know we can then see through awareness how to remove these aspects of of guilt and these aspects of you know always trying to uh get to the next thing and get to the next thing get to the next thing because you know when we are and this is the reason why time goes by so fast it's because we are bio biologically speeding it up because we got so many things to do we want to get to 10. and so the universe if you understand you are the universe then it's only going to do what it is that you want it to do i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta get through all these things i gotta do this i gotta do that and the universe says okay let's crank it up and which is the reason why it's going to go faster and they say oh well it's getting faster because you're getting older no it's not that it's getting faster it's not about getting older it's about the idea of having quote unquote more responsibilities and having more responsibilities is always always doing something doing this 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 and other people start filling up our you know our calendars right other people start you know telling us do this and do that and 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 we almost feel obligated out of guilt to do all these things you know one of the you know we said this before here a while back you know a really powerful for me anyway a real energetically powerful word is is no i feel it's more it's more energetically it's more powerful than saying yes you know because i guarantee you we say yes a lot more than we say no 
it, perhaps it we can reverse that because when obviously you know what we said is we say no when we say no to something we're saying yes to something else because the truth is, is that you know you don't ever want to say well i don't like saying no well the truth is you are always saying no you're always saying it because when you're saying yes to something you're saying no to something else you're just not physically or verbally saying it out loud but you're still saying it and again when we understand the idea of time when we really look at it then we start to really become more in tune with what we are saying yes to knowing that once again we can slow it down it's about the only thing we can do but we can't stop it this is so this for me anyway like i said i mean in this goes i go typically go a lot more even deeper into the idea of time because once again i'm you know it's and it's not about you know because my whole and i remember this back in back way back in the days i was under the this concept of you know is can i can you bend it right actually even um i've talked to abe um who's going to be here this month yeah he's going to be here this month i talked to him about you know with his patients and we had a really cool discussion a while ago about um we was talking about trauma like when his say a patient of his has trauma and so my question to him was was it possible to to do a regression on on this person, it's gonna sound not cool or whatever, but it may not or may, um, and, and rearrange the time. Meaning that you would take this person and say this traumatic event happened when this person was 10 years old and take this person back to when they were nine, erase the time of 10 and then put in 11 and then bring it back to 10. So the 11th year of this person's life would be 10. So this person would actually be one year younger, let's say. And so that was the discussion that we had. And he, of course, he did a lot of more logical, linear conversations to it. However, though, interestingly enough, he, he did say that on sometimes not the way I, not the, not the way I worded it, but there is times when then people do wind up doing that. However, they do it unconsciously to protect themselves, not to heal themselves, which, you know, you can either way, because they're not dealing with it, so it's still in them. And where they will then, you know, um, operate to where, you know, again, like it never happened, but yet they're carrying this pain. Interestingly enough, though, this is how forgiveness works. Forgiveness, when you're forgiving, works in this manner, meaning you, you have every, like, I'll take my brother, for example. Everything was cool up to this point. My brother jacked me up, like all here. And then from this point on is when, you know, I, I, I did my work and, and forgave him. But then what happens is when you forgive someone, you know, we got cool here, we got cool here, and when he did me wrong right here. So it was taking this chunk and bringing it, sliding it up, and then taking this and this and then bringing it together. And Avi will tell you, interestingly enough, he has like, and I've, I might have said this before, like no acknowledgement that he even did it. I mean, I, I, I truly feel that if I was to ask him this, that he would actually say, Chris, I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I've, to my bones, I know he would. And not to say it because he wouldn't want to admit it, but I, I, can, I would be able to see within his eyes that he literally has no idea what I'm talking about. That is what forgiveness is. You know, we say, well, I forgive, but I don't forget. That's not forgiveness. That's the ego's forgiveness, though, because the ego is able to, to forgive, too, kind of, in that aspect. I forgive, but I don't forget. That's the ego. Because when you forgive, you do forget. And that's a lot harder.
because you got to convince the ego why you need to mend these two together. You know, because then, because you still have to see this. I still have to see my brother. And if I'm still holding some grudge against him, then when I see him, I'm still going to be like, ah, you know? And so it's not like that. When I see him now, it's just, you know, an outpouring of love from me to him. And that's typically how that, how that works. And it's, that's, how it's, that's how it's been. And so that's the interesting aspect, again, of time. And that's, again, taking that time out, you know, bringing it up, extracting it, and then kind of bringing these two together. And so when you look at time in that manner, that it is that it is playable, you know. You can have a lot more, um, you know. You can have a lot more fun with it, you know, and not be so that it's okay to do nothing, right? It's okay to, you know, if something's going to take you an hour to to take three hours in doing it. You know, a lot of times, you know, we feel like, you know, how long did it take you to build this one thing? And we say, ah, oh, well, you know, it took me like eight years and I could have done it in five. It's like, we feel bad for the length of time it took. I mean, I've been writing for years, years, you know, um, a lot more than six months, a lot more than one year, a lot more than three years. I mean, four years, perhaps even to write what I've, what I've written. You know, a time is, 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 is again, time is nothing more than a dance, you know, and you can dance in sync with it or you can be off sync. And if you're off sync, you're going to be stepping on her feet a lot. So I suggest you don't do that. <laughs> um, so actually, and, I've, and, and if the course is what actually helped me because one of the, again, the biggest things the course talks about is forgiveness and love. It's, that's the whole thing. If you just go like this and put it in a blender, all you get is forgiveness and love as a juice and you drink it. The way that I would do it is, you know, and I might've said this before, is that every time before I went tonight, I'll put my hand on my heart, feel heartbeat through the whole of the body. And then I would say, you know, I forgive you, John, and I ask for your forgiveness. That was it. Now I go to sleep. I'd wake up in the morning, put my hand on my heart. I forgive you, John, and I ask for your forgiveness. And, and I would just do this every day. And this is one of the first lessons that when, uh, when um, I started studying under my mentor, that's the first thing he said to me. He says, he goes, we can't progress or we can't do anything until you let go of everything. And so I was like, well, what does that mean? And he goes, um... You know, have you, have you, um, you know, we have grudges and stuff like that. And I was like, well, yeah, everyone does. And so, but, and so he goes, that's where we're going to start at first. And so that's where we started at first. And so, you know, and, and you do, and you do people who are like, like far away, kind of, you know, like you do the easy people. Like if someone cut you off in traffic, you know, or someone did you dirty at work and you know, so you kind of do that. And eventually the way I was doing it um, is I, I came up to the moment where I, where I knew it was, it was released. It's like a knowing, you know, I felt lighter. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's released. And then I went and moved on to the next person. I asked for your forgiveness. I forgive you and I ask for your forgiveness. And, and it's different than that whole ponopono thing because my thing is, you know, I've always, because this, this, I was doing this before this, I knew about that whole pono thing was just, you know, I forgive you and I ask for your forgiveness because the truth is, is that I don't know what I did to encourage my brother to do what he did. And the ego would say, well, Chris, you didn't do anything. So why are you asking for his forgiveness? See, it's the ego. But I don't know what I did. I, I, I probably did something that, you know, made him upset and that led him to do what he did. And so by me asking for his forgiveness, and it's not that he has to give it to me, but it's that I'm surrendering to it. And so then I worked my way up, worked my way up all the way until you get to family. Family's typically the last because they're the most, they're the hardest. 
Um, but by then you built up your muscles. Not like you say, you don't go to the gym and, you know, bench press 200 pounds, you know, you go with lightweight and then you work your way up. And so that's kind of like how that um, wor worked for me. And I still remember, I don't know if I said this to you, if I shared this or not. So I still remember we were in Miami and we were uh, driving to or Orlando. And so my mom calls me and she says, oh, Chris, I want to let you know um, your brother. And that by this time we, we, we hadn't talked for, it was like four years, like nothing, no, no kind, no, nothing. It's kind of been four years. And, and Avi and I were just together. So I, I, I don't know if she had met my family yet or not. I don't remember. No, I don't think she did. Yeah, no, she, she hasn't met the crazy side of the family, which was, that was a whole thing in itself. So anyways, driving, and so she calls, and she goes, hey, I want to let, Chris, I want to let you know, your brother's here. Now, she knew he was coming, but she also knew that I was going, and she didn't want to tell me. But at the same time, you know, I understand, she's not going to take sides, so she can't do that. I wasn't, I wasn't asking her to either. And then she tells me, she goes, I just, I felt I had to tell you, because she wasn't going to tell me at all. And she goes, I understand if you don't show up or don't come around. Interestingly enough, that's when I really started getting heavy into my, um, my mentoring or being mentored. And, um, and it's funny because he was telling me, because I, when I was doing the forgiveness work, I was telling him like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the work. That was easy. I got this. You know, so little, yeah, I got this. This is good. It's easy. And he was telling me, even it was like a weekend before or something like that, he goes, because we'll see. You know, that's all I kept on saying. He goes, we'll see, you know, if I've been doing the work. So she calls me and tells me that. And then in that moment, all I could do is I could hear him laughing. I'm like, yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, no, so I'm going to go. And I just kept on going down the turnpike. And the whole, I think I had like two hours left because it's like a four-hour drive. And the whole time I just kept on saying, just doing the same thing. I forgive you. Ask for your forgiveness. Guide me. You know, and so as soon as we pulled in, you know, I just heard, just, you know, um, you know, put your hand on his heart and then send him your forgiveness, you know, through your hand into his heart. So I was like, okay. And so I got in there, got, got in there, uh, walked in. He was sitting on the couch. He's older than me. He's my older brother. He was sitting on the couch. Didn't he? Oh, some lazy boy thingy. Like he wasn't even going to get up. Like at all. He was, you could tell that he was just like, you know, he knew we were there. He didn't want to get up. And so I just went out to him and I was like, and I just, you know, I just, if I said something or whatever, I'm like, dude, you know, whatever, get up. And so I grabbed him and I got him up. And what I did was, and I intentionally did this, is that, and this is why I feel that he's completely forgot it. So I intentionally, when he got up, I made sure that I put my hand on his heart while I held him. And I just held him. You know, it was kind of like one of those creepy holes because he tried to like bear out a little bit and I just kept the hole in him. Because I was sending him all this forgiveness, like just, I was just like, like I can feel his heartbeat. And I was just like, like, and I was imagining that every beat that I was feeling through my hand was actually my hand fueling beeps, beeps into his heart. And it was, you know, and we just did that. And it was the weird, not the weirdest thing, but man, he was like a parrot after that. He was talking all happy and stuff like that. AV knew, you know, what had transpired before because it happened before we met. But I always say this, if I would have never told you the story of what happened in those four years and, and your first meeting, which was hers, with my brother, you wouldn't think, you would have thought nothing ever happened. 
you would have thought we talked and chatted even the day before arriving. There would have, there would have been no inclination at all to think that we hadn't talked for four years. And then obviously I, and I still remember, cause I mean, that was not only was it crazy emotional for me, um, it was such a, a, an opening for me, such a conscious opening. Um, I remember calling uh, right after that, I went outside and I had to go for a walk and AV was gonna come like, no, no, I just need to kind of be in this space. And I called my mentor and, and I told him what had happened. And, and it was so, he was, I mean, I, I love him. Uh, as soon as like I picked up the phone to call him, like I can tell in his voice, he was crying. Like you can hear it, you know? And, um, and so we talked and I told him and, and I expressed my gratitude uh, for this lesson. Cause it was, I think one of, one of my more profound lessons in my life was that. I've had a few of them, but that was one of them that I for sure will never forget. And up to this day, I mean, we're, you know, obviously we're, you know, it's like nothing ever happens, which is the reason why I say that, you know? And he follows the stuff we do in the studio. And so it's, you know, so he's aware of everything. You know, he's always been aware of what I do. But yeah, no, that's that. But that's forgiveness, and that's and that's then how that I was able to do. I haven't said that story in a while. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't typically share those stories. <laughs> well, not those. I mean, on the podcast, I might say a few things. That, that's I might say a few things here and there on 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 there. But like these that have like these profound teachings for me, it's. You know, they can, they, they truly do, if, if you open yourself to it, they truly do, like, I mean, take you to a new realm, you know? And like I say, I mean, and I know again, so I'm going to rewind it back. And I know that we're having this conversation and it's cool and it's consciousness and awareness and it's expansive and stuff like that. But the truth is, is that this is how we open up within ourselves. This is how we open up our awareness. You're not going to open up your awareness by talking about you know, drama or anything that's a, you're only going to open it up by keep on going further and further and further and further. And if I can keep on having these conversations with you, if I can continue to say, oh, you think you know? Here's another doorway we can go through. Now we play around in that, in that, in that playground. And here's another one. And here's another one. And here's another one. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I can read 100 books or 200. It has nothing to do with that. But the truth is, is that the awareness that we have tapped within that if we just kind of like you know play around with it you know and question it a little bit more you know um is is uh is fun and for me it's you know i'm fortunate enough that for me it comes you know a lot of the openings come through me from from writing which is why you know why i write so much i write a lot i mean in fact i write so much i give a lot of stuff away and now i think back and i'm like well maybe i shouldn't have done that I remember journals. I would fill out journals and I would just give them away. Be like, here you go. Just go through it. And obviously there would be some type of relationship as far as a cordial type relationship where I can like, like I can give you a journal and say, here you go. Maybe you might find something from it. Maybe not. And then you do whatever you want to do with it. Maybe give it away. Maybe write something or whatever. But I did that a lot.